welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 13 years. I'm passionate about our Second Amendment rights, and in this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as, and I might throw a sports story, movie topic, or something going on in the current environment, like the election. Well, good morning, everybody. It's December uh, 13th, Sunday morning. I'm recording this, and I was about to go out for a run. Four hours before I record this, and it is pouring down rain and about 35 degrees out. So I am going to pause, and I thought I'd come up here and record a quick episode, and then see if the rain um, lessens a little bit, um, and then go out and try and get in my run. This week, I can tell you, it's been a little uh, disheartening for me as it pertains to the election. You know had some good things happen in regards to the Texas lawsuit and everybody joining in on it, but then the Supreme Court just summarily refused to hear it. So, you know, we have not had many wins. It only takes a few, but we have not had enough at this point. And it is just a little disheartening. And I'm sure you all feel the same way because the Biden presidency is going to be a hard pill to swallow. And as I have been sounding the alarms for the last several months, uh, Biden presidency will not be good for firearm owners. And in fact, it has already started in a Zoom meeting. And this comes from an article in the Washington Examiner. In a Zoom meeting, a presidential campaign said, and this was a Zoom meeting at, at uh, Georgetown University's Institute of Politics and Public Service. She said that is that Biden is planning to, quote, make big, bold changes through executive action, not just on policing and climate like we talked about previously, but in health care, education, and education on gun violence on a, and on a range of other issues. So it's obviously that they are already getting in position to start putting in place some of their gun agenda and as Kamala Harris has said previously that she wanted to use executive orders, and it, it appears that the, they're going down that route. Um, in the article, it says, the mention of guns in this initial executive action is already sparking concerns in the industry. Gun lobbyist says, I'm going to be pretty busy. So, yes, they will be pretty busy. You know, the things they've talked about is moving the ARs and high-capacity magazines or magazines that can hold over 10 rounds. And into the National Firearms Act and charging a $200 uh, tax on each of those. Like I said, I think last week, that's going to be $300 billion in taxes. I don't know if they can do that with executive orders. I don't know what all they can do, but at least they can try, and then we have to fight on it. But the other thing it's done is it's, it has started to embolden the ATF. And here's another story that came out this week. They uh, raided Polymer 80, who is one of the largest manufacturers of, of 80% lowers and pistol frames. They were suspected of illegally manufacturing and distributing firearms, failing to pay taxes, shipping guns across state lines, and failing to conduct background investigations according to an application for a search warrant, search warrant unsealed Thursday after the raid took place. The probe focuses on Polymer 80's buy-build shoot kit, which includes the parts to build a, a quote-unquote ghost handgun. And they, you know, that word ghost in, implies that it's somewhat somewhere illegal, but it it does not mean that it's illegal. 80% lures have been uh, ruled to be um, illegal. And 
not requiring an FFL to purchase it. The kit, which Polymerady sells online, meets the definition of a firearm ATF investigator determined according to the warrant application. That means it would have to be stamped with a serial number and couldn't be sold to consumers who haven't first passed a background check. So... It seems now that the ATF has changed their definition of a firearm again, um, and that is what is common with the ATF. I tell people all the time the ATF likes to live in the gray. They never really define anything sufficiently so that they can continue to redefine what it means. The rules regarding um, me acting as an FFL are somewhat vague in a lot of areas, leaving me open to to interpret it or various ATF inspectors and being subject to their interpretation. And again, so this is one thing that they've done. We've talked about earlier later that they've been going after pistol braces and AR-15 uh, pistol and determining that they don't uh, meet the definition of, of a pistol because they're too big and too heavy. Uh, so this is consistent with the ATF. The ATF had previously given uh, Polymer 80 permission to sell unfinished receivers, but the buy-build kits, which are advertised as having all the necessary components to build a complete pistol, weren't submitted to the agency for approval according to the application for the search warrant. These kits can be assembled in fully functional firearms in a matter of minutes, the warrant applications. So, so the kits didn't have anything in it that was legally a firearm. So why would they submit it to the ATF for approval? So if I if I build a kit that has a, for a crazy example, you know, a billet of aluminum, a CNC machine, um, instructions how to use the CNC machine, and all those things, but then now I have broken the law. But all those things in there are completely legal. So again, you know, it's not clear how selling the frame as part of a kit, along with other parts are necessary to complete build, would change the legal status of the kit as a whole. And as the article says, then again, legal niceties have never been the ATF's strong suit. That's an understatement. They've shown themselves to be more than willing to change their definitions and rules on the fly. Manufacturers and buyers be damned. And that is the challenge. And without a administration, an executive office, to keep them in check, I think we are going to see more and more of this along the way. They've, like I said, they've already gone down this route. So, and if we don't win the two Senate seats in Georgia, then they will have the full power of both seats of Congress and the executive office to do whatever they want, which they have already told us what they want. They want to come and take our guns. They want to begin confiscations as soon as possible. And that will be, I think, the beginning of some serious uh, discussions. The great Alan West mentioned some ideas around secession. I am in Texas, and we are a independent group of people. And we, I think there has always been a strong desire to uh, secede. We, we, we see ourselves as being part of the, the United States as under an agreement that we made with the United States. And sometimes we feel the, the, we, they have broken that agreement with us and that we would like to go back on our own. We have been a republic in the past and would like to be another, uh, could possibly want to be a republic again. And so you may see more serious talks like those things as we, as we move uh, forward down the Biden administration. You know, ultimately, um, God is in control. I continue to look to him for, for that, that, that comfort and the, that guidance. So I encourage everyone to continue to pray. He is in control. But keep your eyes open 
and we need to watch what's going on. We need to continue to fight. We cannot lay down and let them win. That has been the Republican Party in the past, and that is what is defeating us right now. You know, this election was was stolen, but the city chamber of commerce Republicans, the rhinos in there are just really wanting to, hey, we let's not fight. Let's lay down. Let's lose. Let's keep things happy and we'll move along. And that is where we have been in the past. Trump upset that apple cart. A lot of made a lot of people uncomfortable and they are Unfortunately, on the Republican side, a lot of them will be happy to see him go so they can go back to their, their easy little life that they had before. But for us in the, in the populace, that doesn't work, and we're going to have to continue to fight. So I will continue to provide updates here as we move along. And please, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, if it provides anything meaningful to you, I try and keep them short and just uh, quick little bites of information. I also have a newsletter that you can go to my website and subscribe to. I'll provide more information in it on a weekly basis. So again, like if you like this website, uh, subscribe. My contact information is in the show notes. And thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next week. <laughs>